This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning. It is Monday morning, 11.30 a.m. And you've arrived at 94.1 Wave 94. You're listening to Escape. Escape to Heaven. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I want you to have faith and to believe that there's a special place that God has created. And he did it just for you. And sometimes we forget. I forget like all the time. And that's why I'm literally praying and asking God, Lord, increase my faith because I'm always forgetting. And so some of us, we even forget the creator. We forget the rock. (laughs) You know, have you forgotten who you are? And, and who the rock is. Have you forgotten these things? I mean, we are living in such a fast paced world. Uh, we add on daily idol gods and we don't even know it. I mean, we've done this atrocity to our God, the creator of heaven and earth. It's so easy to worship idols. You know, we worship our job, careers, our beauty, comfort, bodies, relationships, our family. Social standing, wealth, self, sex, (laughs) education, science, and even actual other gods, such as Buddha, Hindu, Mormonism, Islam, Skihism, so much. Back in the Bible times, they had false gods, and those were like Baal, Molech, Ashtura, Shemosh, Artismus, all of that is in the scriptures. And these were idol gods or gods that were competing for the worship that rightfully belonged to the creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. And we even have Greek gods. I mean, what is it that you're worshiping to the point that you have forgotten our creator? our Father, our true God. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I went to college. I became, um, what do you call that? I got involved in sororities and so forth. And now at this age, I realize like, oh my God, those were Greek gods. (laughs) Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, Aphrodite, Apollo, Artemis, Demeter, Ares, All these things are Greek gods. These are other gods. And how do you think God feels when we do things like that? Um, Israel is always a great example 
for us as saints of God's and anybody to understand the nature of the creator. Moses uh, was speaking to the congregation of Israel and he uh, wanted them to know something. He wanted them, first of all, to know the name of the Lord and how we are to ascribe greatness unto our God, how God is the rock, how his work is perfect. All of his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. First, he's just just and righteous is he. And um, he was talking about the Israelites, how they could become a perverse and crooked generation. So he was reminding them of the days of old when um, the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. And uh, he's speaking back in um, the Tower of Babel when the people were separated and prior to that. And, you know, he separated the sons of Adam. Okay, and that's mankind. He set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. So it was 70 nations that God separated the entire uh, population of the world. And the Lord's portion, though, he had a portion, and that was his own people, Jacob. Uh, he found him in the desert. Uh, he kept him. He led him. He instructed him. He kept Jacob as the apple of his eye. You know, as an eagle, he, he watched over him. He flirted over him. He bared him up on his wings. So the Lord alone led Jacob, who became Israel. And there was no strange God with him. Uh, that's what God himself did. And God made him to eat the increase and of the fields. He made him to suck honey out of the rock, all uh, out of the flinty rock, butter, milk, sheep, lambs. God made Israel, which who used to be Jacob, that was his name previously. God made him rich. God made him fat, prosperous. But then they forsook God. The Israelites, they threw them away, lightly extinguished the rock of their salvation, provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. And you and I can do the same thing. You know, uh, once we are converted and we become by faith children of Abraham, you know, we can act just like the Israelites and we can forget the one who saved us, the one who picked us up, turned us around set our feet on solid ground and gave us a new name and forgave us and took away the shame. Yeah, we can be guilty, we today, of forsaking the God, the rock of our salvation, provoking him to anger with strange gods and abominations. And that's what the Israelites did. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, the creator, they, to gods whom they knew not. This is what Moses is telling them in Deuteronomy, the 30, 32nd chapter. Uh, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom their fathers did not even know. But of the rock that made them, that begot them, that took care of them, that nurtured them, 
They weren't, they didn't even think of him. They forgot God that formed them. And when the Lord saw this, he abhorred them. That means he hated them. He resented them. I mean, because of the provoking of his sons and daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what therein shall be, for they are very forward generation children in whom is no faith. So Moses was reminding the um the Israelites that he now had in the wilderness that he that God used him to deliver from Egypt, he was reminding them how they landed in Egypt. Okay. And uh he said, This is what we did. And and uh then here's how, how God reacted and and he's trying to caution them not to take that path again. So God said, look, the children of Israel moved me to jealousy. Okay. They provoked him to anger with their vanities. And uh, so what he said, since you did that to me, so a lot of us only think of God like, the provide the provider, my father, you know, and all this the good thing, all the good and the kindness and the grace and the mercy. But God is whole. He's whole. He's not one sided. So you provoke him to jealousy. Well, guess what he did with the Israelites? He provoked them to jealousy. That's what the Bible says. With those which are not a people, I will provoke them to anger. With a foolish nation. And he's speaking specifically about you and I, the Gentiles, those of us who cannot trace our physical lineage to Abraham. So all of those nations, except for the Lord's portion, those were Gentiles. Okay. So what the Lord did for a time and a season, I think 2000 years the Jews have not been able to see Jesus. They're waking up now. That lets you know that we're moving to a new age. It feels like we're moving to perhaps the rapture. And then after the rapture, the millennium, you know, the seven years in heaven when the bride is getting ready and preparing to come back with the Lord. I know I deviated for a moment, but I want you to know that in this world that we're living here, oftentimes we want to escape and we need to escape because it can be overwhelming. And when we think about escaping, we are thinking about heaven. And what I'm trying to share with you today is don't let heaven go that you have in your hand right now. Because if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have the living God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself is living inside of you. So you can always escape, okay? You can just go inside yourself and begin to pray and speak in your spiritual language uh, and, and Holy Spirit renews you, strengthen you. I was so down and out this past week and totally depressed, totally couldn't get my act together, couldn't hardly pray. And... um it just dawned on me, go and worship. And so Saturday morning, I got up and I found a church and I just worshiped for two hours. You see, what that means is I forgot the Lord as my source of my strength. Last week may have been that difficult for me, 
But finally, Holy Spirit remind me about my first love, okay? And I ran to sing and worship with the Lord and to the Lord on Saturday morning. I am a bubbling source of strength even right now. So when we forget, we lose so much. Going back to Deuteronomy, this 32nd chapter, uh, 23rd verse, this is where God is, um, he's turned away and literally cursed those that forsake him. He says, I will heap mischief upon them, spend his arrows upon them. They'll be burnt with hunger, devoured with burning heat, bitter destruction, send the teeth of beasts upon them, poison of serpents, of the dust, the sword, terror. He'll destroy them, the young, the old, the virgin. He'll scatter them into corners and would make them the, the remembrance of them to even cease from among men. And uh, so the Lord will turn against you when you turn against him. And then what what is the condition of a forgetful believer? When you forget where, where God has brought you from, when you forget the miracles that he's done in your life, when you forget the mercies and the grace that he's extended to you, Deuteronomy 32nd chapter says, you become a nation void of counsel. You don't have any understanding. You're cuckoo. <laughs> and then you think you're wise, but you don't even understand anything because you don't understand the path you're on and the latter end that you're approaching. And matter of fact, how can one chase a thousand to put 10,000 to flight except their rock sold them and the Lord has shut them up? So what that means is you've lost your power. Okay, so when you become a forgetful Christian, you can't cast no demon out because you have forgotten the source of your power, which is the rock. Amen. And then what about the Lord's heart? God's heart changes towards us when we forget him. When you don't pray, you don't fast, you don't read your Bible, you don't worship, you don't sing, you don't fellowship with other believers. You're causing the Lord to forget you. So what happens when he uh, turns away from us. Uh, Deuteronomy 32nd chapter still. It says the Lord shall judge his people and then he'll repent himself for his servants that because he'll see their power is gone and there's none shut up or left. And then he'll taunt them and say, where are your gods? <laughs> the ones that you trusted in, the little tiny rock that you put your faith in, your education, your bank account, your degrees, your job, your career, yourself. Where are those gods now that you have nothing? And this is how God taunts us. He said, you ate the fat of the sacrifices, drank the wine. Why don't you go to them? Let them help you. Let them protect you. See now, this is God speaking, that I, even I, am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver you out of my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and say, I live forever. Uh, that's terrible 
to have God turn away from you in that manner. But when you forget him, you're causing him to forget you. You know, it brings to mind Revelation uh, second chapter. And uh, over there it talks about, he was speaking, John was given the revelation that Jesus had given to him. And uh, second chapter unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, he wrote about how he knew their works and their labor and their patience and, you know, how they, uh, they labored for his namesake. But he said, I have something against you. He said, because you have left your first love. Have you forgotten God? Have you forgotten the creator? Have you forgotten our father? Have you forgotten Jesus, the rock of our salvation? Have you? Because that means you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou have fallen and repent. Do the first works over again or else I will come into thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of your place, except you repent. So both you and I, when we forget about God, like, you know, in all the busyness last week, I ended up being depressed, overwhelmed, literally forgetting. So we can forget God in so many ways, in so many different levels. But even when we do, it's a simple process. Repent, repent. Do your first works over. Pray fast. Kneel down. Get on the floor. Go somewhere. Worship. Put music on. Shout. Dance. Speak in tongues. Speak in your heavenly language. Do your first works over. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. To him that overcome, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. That's what happened with me on Saturday. My strength came back. And what does that mean? I was eating of the tree of life. Amen. <laughs> wow, that's that's good to know that our God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Over in Joshua, the 23rd chapter, it explains even further about, um, you know, forgetting God and what does it mean and how to get our strength back. So Joshua 23rd chapter, third verse, it says, um, and you have seen all that the Lord your God had done unto the nations that were before us. You know how God pulled you out of darkness, got you off for drugs, took you off the street. You're no longer prostituting. You're no longer the thief of the year. You're no longer stealing. God did all that. Took hatred out of you. So, the Lord, your God, he fights for you. And uh, he says, I have divided you by lots. Okay. Uh, the Lord, he'll expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. Okay. So here's what the Lord wants you to do. Once you repent and come back to him, he wants you to be very courageous. Okay. Uh, to keep and do all that is written that you understand of the law. Meaning walk in the word of God, walk in the spirit. Let God change you. Let him transform you and then come out from among them. You cannot hang out with sinners and not become a sinner yourself. So you can start out like a lot of us will go and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to be the light to my sinful friends. Again, you have to be cautious 
because you have to walk with the courageousness of the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. But if you hang among them, you'll eventually become like them. So cleave unto the Lord your God, okay? For it is the Lord that uh, has pulled us out. It is the Lord that have driven those uh, strongholds out of you. I remember when all those wicked spirits came out of me, scratching me inside my body as they came out. It was God's power that delivered me from unclean spirits, evil spirits. (laughs) So when God delivers you, he empowers you to the point that one person, one saint of God, can cast out a thousand unclean spirits and two, 10,000. Why? Because he's the Lord our God and he fights for us as he has promised he will do. Amen. So return to the Lord, your first love. Remember, testify about what God has done for you. Amen. And so God is simple. He's, he's not... He's not confused. He's, he's very simple. I mean, he tells us right here in Joshua 23rd that therefore shall come to pass that as all good things are come upon you, which the Lord your God promised you, if you don't abide in him. So when people say save once, always save, that's not true. You have to abide in the word of God. So because if you don't, then the Lord shall bring upon you the Lord, not devil. All evil things until he have destroyed you from off of this good land, which he has given to you. So if you've transgressed the covenant of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you and you've gone and served other gods and bowed yourselves down to them. Some people, they won't come to church, but they'll go to the gym every day. That means the gym is your, that's your God. That's who you worship. Then shall the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and you shall perish quickly from off this good land, which he has given unto you. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. Joshua, the 24th chapter, 13th verse, it says God gave us land that we didn't even labor for. Cities we didn't build. (laughs) Vineyards we didn't plant. All he asks you to do is fear him, serve him in sincerity and truth. Put away the gods which your father served. And if it seems evil, if it's evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you shall serve. Are you going to serve idol gods or are you going to serve the Lord your God? For it is the Lord that brought us out of bondage. Okay. And the 19th verse, Joshua said, you cannot serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He's a jealous God. So you got to make up your mind. It's either the creator and the rock or it's all them idol gods that you got going on. If you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, that same God will turn and do you harm. He'll consume you after he's the same one that did good to you. So we all have, you know, the Bible says where sin is grace abound much more. But we are also to be transformed, you know, by the renewing 
of our mind is say, present yourself as a living sacrifice, you know, holy and acceptable unto God. Now, with the Israelites, Joshua said, okay, <clears throat> people said, no, we're going to serve the Lord. So, all right now. So, you are a witness against yourself that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, yes, we are a witness. So, he said, okay, put away the strange gods. Incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And then Joshua, listen to this part, 26 verse, 24 chapter. Joshua wrote everything in the book of the law of God. And then he took a great stone, set it up there by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, behold, listen to this, this stone shall be a witness unto us for it, the stone hath heard all the words of the Lord, which he spoke unto us. And it shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest you deny your God. Saints of God, I don't know if you heard what I said, but stone, a stone has ears. And that makes me think about Jesus when he was coming into, I believe he was going to the Mount of Olives and he was on the donkey and the people and the disciples, they began to say, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, you know, started complaining, uh, <clears throat> saying, I rebuke your disciples for speaking like that because they knew that was a prophetic word that also meant that the Messiah has come, but they did not receive Jesus. So they rejected him. And Jesus answered, I'm in Luke, the 19th chapter, and said unto them, I tell you that if these people that are praising me right this moment, saying, blessed be the king, if they held their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Well, what does that mean? Way back, thousands of years ago, Joshua said, this stone hears what the Lord said and heard what you said. And here's Jesus kind of like saying that same thing, that, hey, if these people do not cry out, blessed be the king, the stone itself will. And um, that made me start thinking. Uh, I went over to Luke, the 20th chapter, the 17th verse, and it says, <clears throat> What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, which was the Pharisees, the same has become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on Whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. In Luke, the 20th chapter, 34th verse. So when we accept Jesus, the rock, as our Lord and Savior, okay, um, we become children of God. Uh, the Pharisees was questioning that because they were like, okay, this lady, she married seven brothers. Which wife is she in heaven? And Jesus responded that the children of this world marry 
right? And they're given in marriage. But they which be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die anymore, okay? For they are equal unto the angels, meaning that they have now become spiritual and angels do not marry, okay? Except the fallen angels that came down and married the women and created the giants and the Nephilim and um, caused the flood because of the wickedness that had increased among mankind. Fallen angels marry, but not obedient angels. And so therefore, we become those people that uh, have faith in the rock and follow Jesus. They become children of God, being the children of the resurrection. So now that the dead are raised, even Moses, when he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, why? For he is not a God of the dead, but of the living, for all live unto him. (sighs) That was good. So let's make sure we understood what I just read. Okay, so Jesus is the rock. He is the rock. Hebrews says how the Lord now speaks to us. He reveals to us through Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of God and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than angels as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than the angels. Jesus is that rock. So don't serve idol gods. No one is holy like the Lord for there's none beside God, nor is there any rock like our God and Samuel. Uh, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer for who is God except the Lord. And who is a rock except our God? The Lord lives. Blessed be the rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of our salvation. So the Gentiles, the Romans, the Israelites, the Israelites, they faltered getting to the rock. They didn't get to the rock. Because why? They didn't seek it by faith. So they were seeking God through the works of the law, but they couldn't do the law. And then they stumbled at that stumbling stone, which is Jesus. As it is written, behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense. And whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. First Corinthians 10 chapter said how they all ate the same spiritual food and same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Jesus. So if you don't drink of the rock, live by the rock, receive the rock, you cannot please God. And as the Israelites experienced in the wilderness, their bodies, they were dead, were scattered throughout the wilderness. They all died. They did not enter except those that were less than 20, 20 and below. Because they did not receive the rock. Have you forgotten the rock and still want to escape to heaven? 
If you want to escape to heaven, you must reunite, reconcile with our Father, the Creator, through the rock. <laughs> this is Monday still, and you're listening to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia. I believe you can do it. I experienced it, and I did it, and I am living in heaven. Wow, I'm on earth. God bless you today. And may you have a wonderful week. And may you run back to the Father so that you can escape to heaven just like I did. God bless you. Bye.